You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 385, and it is a Star Wars episode where me and my man, Matt Razor, are going to be going through Dr. Matt Razor, really. He didn't go to doctor podcasting school for nothing. We're going to talk about Star Wars, Han Solo, Chewbacca, number one, an issue that you'll see we were really into. We ended up having a lot of fun with this, so I hope that everybody has gotten that and reading along with us. But before we go into that episode, let me remind you to go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Then you go over to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Then go to the Instagram, Weird Science Comic. And then finally go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a bunch of Marvel shows. You can also get a bunch of DC, manga, indie, cartoon, movie. It's all over there. You just have to go and check it out. One of the big things every week, we end up having a Patreon exclusive spotlight podcast where two books are picked. From that week's books by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh, uh, and they ended up this week picking Amazing Spider-Man number 92 Bay and Carnage number one. Big book, Carnage number one. So if you want to hear me and Jason talk about those two books, head over to the Patreon. As I said, patreon.com slash weird science. And that helps us out for everything we do on this feed. If you listen to maybe our DC podcast, our manga podcast. All those things all wrap into one. You can help us out for all the stuff that we do, but get a ton in return. And I mean a ton, usually about 60 to 70 extra episodes of comic book podcasting each and every month. So check that out. That'd be really cool if you would. But without any more delay, we're going to go off with me and Dr. Matt talking about Star Wars, Han Solo and Chewbacca number one and i am here with my man matt what up matt what up jim what up and we have the star wars hansel and chewbacca book we said last week there were no other books that we're dealing with on the star wars side so this one came out last week we're going to talk about it now and it works out that way at one point i did end up thinking that if we have one of those weeks off or whatever we may be doing something crazy like a manga or something but we'll talk about that later me and luke ended up having the deadpool manga and we put it up on the marvel feed as well to try to get people involved but this is han solo and chewbacca written by mark guggenheim art by david messina colors by alex sinclair letters by vc show caramania the crystal run part one it is a golden age of criminal enterprise with the uh, evil galactic empire preoccupied with bringing the galaxy under its thumb scoundrels and thieves are try are free to pry their criminal trades with abandoned for the past several years Han Solo and Chewbacca, the Wookiee. I hate that they have to say that. Like, yeah. he needs that tag, He needs right? no introduction. He's Chewbacca. <laughs> Seriously. Chewbacca, the Wookiee, have been scamming, smuggling, and thieving for the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. It's the same thing, Jabba the Hutt. I don't know. I don't like the Chewbacca. He's not getting enough credit here. <laughs> Business has been good, but Han and Chewbacca are always looking ahead to the next job and payday that will score them more wealth than they can imagine. And it seems like they're going to get it. And you start out what I think is a very fun first issue. Uh, You start out with that kind of cold open, the action scene type deal where you have Han and Chewie and the other main character usually in these stories, the Millennium Falcon, 
that is having problems as always. I mean, seriously, one of the best ships ever. Constantly getting messed up. Always having problems. But that's part of the fun of it, where Han's just sitting there. I love the idea that he's sitting there just waxing poetic talking, a little foreshadowing. He's like, I hate being in the cold. You see him in the carbonite there. Uh, Just to remind people. He he gets in the carbonite, but... Yeah, Chewie's like, shut up, I'm I'm working here. You might want to help. Yeah, you, you got that covered. Then they start talking about the idea of heat versus the humidity <laughs> type, type of deal. And I can imagine a, a Wookiee would not like a lot of humidity. No, not at all. Matted fur and stuff would be awful. But they end up where they're they're trying to fix the ship, and it's the induction manifold, and you end up getting the call where somebody's pretty pissed off, and it's Kel Tana who is this gal who is part of the heist. And Han and Chewie are the getaway crew. <laughs> They're there in the Millennium Falcon. They did not show up. And this is a casino heist. It's not Canto Bite, thank God. But it's always casino planets casino and planet. things like that. Galator the Third. Yeah, so when you have that, it really does show you that, you know, in a galaxy far, far away, whatever, everybody still are pieces of crap. They're all <laughs> degenerates. They're all doing this nonsense. So they are going to steal from this casino it seems like they have stolen from the casino but han and chewie have not shown up to get them it's it's a classic deal it's the classic han millennium falcon type deal that they're going to show up at the last second to save the day and do something crazy where oh my god you're never going to be able to do that luckily the odds aren't played out here so we get but there are some lines in this that do end up you know I don't know. You you could roll your eyes at some of them, but I didn't. He Han later gets called a nerf herder. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're all right. <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked it. So you end up where th- this crew that we're not really going to really meet. We get this Keltana that we're going to have. There's a snake creature or worm creature. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of crazy people in this. It looks like a pretty cool crew going. And so they end up like, when are you going to be here? And boom, they are. And it's a cool spread page. When you end up having the Millennium Falcon show up. So were they coming out of hyperspace or something? How'd they get there nah, so I fast? I think they must just be around the corner. So he was just messing with her? Well, I think that they were just kind of, <laughs> they couldn't go anywhere and they were stuck and they get there. But it shows up. And yeah. you end up where, I swear to God, you have Chewbacca because he's going to be there. And they're like, okay, Chewie, just calm down. Stop it. You know, that whole play. I think Chewie says at one point, and what he's saying is, should we kill these guys from the casino? Because Han goes, no, just give them a haircut. They're going to fly real close to them and kind of blood. But, but still, at Chewie is bloodthirsty here. He he wants blood. <laughs> and Han's like, no, 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 no. At the one point then, Chewie then yells at him where, and it, it's kind of vicious on the side. With <laughs> He's those, got his teeth out and stuff. Fangs. Yeah. <laughs> Chewie's yelling, we can't land on that roof. And he's like, I, I know that. And they end up, you know, the little, you know, platform deal of the ramp goes down. It shows you how big up. the ship is. You usually don't get that kind of perspective. And I like that. I like that in that spread page. Yeah, you realize it is a big ship. And they go in here and you have that town of she's all pissed like oh my god what took you so long there's a lot of the you know star wars cursing of calling people random names yeah. of animals gun dark whatever that is yeah so you have that throughout as well but that's fun mm-hmm. that, you expect that but they're trying to get away now and they, they're going they're getting chased they're getting down and so han of course ends up where he's going to do something crazy. Now, at one point, you end up having this kind of says, how do you plan on evading them? 
And I really thought he was going to say, I know some maneuvers. I thought that the classic line, Mm -hmm. he doesn't say that. He's just, I'm going to fly. And it's pretty cool where he decides, hey, you see that up there, the casino? Uh, You know, and it's a casino cruiser. So they say, like, the mid-decks, that's just where storage is. There's no people. We can fly right through. We won't kill anybody. She says, are you sure? And he says, define sure. And that's, again, that's a Han deal. I like it. The idea that, yeah, we're just going to do it. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. I'm really shocked that when he busts out the other side that for some reason you you don't see luggage and stuff well, coming out. What were they storing in there? That was my question. Like, there's nothing blocking them in the storage? Machines. I mean, they just <laughs> crash right through Droids. And they go out and boom, out. Hit the hyperspeed light speed and they end up going to Tatooine. Yeah, no damage going done. back to Jabba. Nope, they're they're in. Eh, who could tell? <laughs> you know, with that deal. So you go back to Jabba's palace. I always like uh, the Star Wars when they have those swipes and then there's like some weird creature doing something. There's always. Or... So they get it right. I yeah, mean, I know. It looks great. Pretty cool. Yeah. So you end up where they go and Jabba does. And you said before we started, Jabba is really buddy buddy with Han. Like Han. At this point, I'm surprised that Jabba isn't adopting him as a son. <laughs> I mean, he really – like He's going to be his ward. You have all these people and this girl. She's like, hey, we did good, right? <laughs> and Jabba's like, nope, Han did great. Like, what? He did great. He was late. He ended up – you know, he almost got us killed. And Han goes, well, almost is kind of the deal with, with the kill there. You didn't. So, And she ends up where I thought this was going to be the play of one of those where – I hate you, Han Solo, but they're friends mm-hmm. that they've always done. And she'll can now she goes, I'm done. I am done with you. I'm leaving. I don't ever want to see you. And if I see you again, you either better have a blaster or you duck. And I like that line. And he goes, eh, I prefer a blaster. So then she leaves Han's like, oh, what the heck? What's going on with her? Uh, but Jabba has a big job for them. And the big job, and it's crazy. It, it is a Jabba thing where. He wants Han to go and steal the urn that has the ashes of his worst enemy. Like he, what is he going to do with those? I I hate to think what he's going to do with those, <laughs> but you know, I think he might uh, do a little bit of a bowel movements in him. I don't ah. know, but he wants these ashes. Maybe it'd be funny if the, all he does is throw the urn in the Sarlacc pit. Hey, take that. That's actually, I think that where you end up having the idea of Jabba's palace. There's a lot of like crazy people in there. Probably a lot of garbage. That's all they use the Sarlacc pit for, really. The garbage disposal. Throw the garbage in there. Give it to the Sarlacc. Uh, I, I, that'd be funny if they just ended up doing that. But he wants this to go on, but and it's for a million credits. So that's huge. And you end up, okay, well, and, you know, you have Bib Fortuna there for a second. Oh, it's what you call the crystal run. Uh, no, that's a milk run. There, Bib, shut your mouth. And uh, the the credits have to be distributed because they're going to give half to the person who ended up coming up with the information that's greedo Uh and again this is the fun stuff of it oh my god han and greedo i love to i would love han to get all this from java okay well that means we have you know half a million credits goes over to chewy and goes yeah chewy this job is for a hundred thousand like he lies to chewy because he's such a jerk but they're gonna (laughs) split with greedo and han doesn't like it he doesn't like greedo Greedo's a slime. He, he's a jerk. Nobody likes Greedo. That makes sense. That tracks, as they say. Mm-hmm. And he says to Jabba, no, no, no. I, I don't want to be involved with this guy. No, no, no. That's part of the deal. He's like, come on, my boy. We will do this. So he says, hey, Greedo, let's go have a talk over here. And I think this is the best part of the issue because they go over and Han pretty much just says, your reputation is horrible. 
You're a slime bag. You turn on everyone. And and Greedo's like, oh, you know, his deal. But you're a jerk too, Han. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm a jerk for different reasons. I, you, I can be trusted at least. I'm not get, as bad as you. Yeah. And he says, you know, my rep ain't for being sleazy and underhanded. Yours is. Greedo says your point. Finally, you know, throwing shade at him like, mm, let's get this over. And Han legitimately says, and I thought this was hilarious, just that if you try to screw me over, double cross me, do anything that gives me a bad feeling, I'll shoot first <laughs> and I'll ask questions later. And there you go. You get the Han shot first in a way that you can slip that in. And that's a clever way of doing it. This isn't just, you know, just out there. I thought it was really oh, cool. Oh, yes, it's great. Yeah, and so there's Java. Do we have a crew? Yeah, I guess. I mean, Han is still, he's not happy with this. I'm hoping what we get here is where we always end up. I hate, I hate, nobody likes Greedo, but I want to like Greedo by the end. I want to actually, like, I hope that Greedo is hilarious with Han so we can at least, you know, kind of go with him like, all right, I'm glad Greedo's in this because he is just the worst, but they're going to go and do this job and they have to know about it. Where is this? It's on Corellia. So you end up, Java says, congratulations, you're going home. Something that Han does not want to do. And, and no. anybody who saw, you know, the solo movie and things like that, or even some of the comics, you know that this is the furthest place that he wants to be, does not want to go back. But, and he says, I swore I'd never come home again. Again, Chewie yells at him, probably like, then let's turn around. <laughs> like, why are we doing this, Han? And he's like, no, 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 the credits are too good. We're going to go. Then they go in and they're scoping out the place you get, you know, the Corellia deal going on. While in the meantime, you go back to Mos Eisley and you see that somebody else is going. This is that smuggler, even a bounty hunter type looking thing where no job is just one person. There's always everybody going after this. This is a lot of credits. So there's another deal with this Corbus and he gets word of this and he's going to be going me and you think that it's definitely him at the end of this issue that yeah, we'll have to see convinced. yeah this is just this guy you don't see his face you see him being told by his fence guy like hey this thing's job is stuff you know he so you go on it too whoever gets this now we have you know a race to see who can get it or whatnot and do then we th- go back to Corellia where you know you get a little bit of kira they always throw that in there do you do you think that um, Jabba's putting out the bounty, like the I don't word? No, he may. I mean, and, and it's funny because they play it off like a bounty. It just seems like it's just you get this instead of Han here. Then there's a bounty on the other side. I mean, a lot of things are going on in this. Jabba's always getting involved in stuff, so who knows? He might. He's be. not on the up and up. And and so when you do this, yeah, you end up. And I'm I'm really shocked that I made the joke about Han going off to say, "Hey, Chewie, yeah, this job's for hundred thousand credits. What a fifty thousand? Yeah, you're right, twenty five thousand. I'm shocked that if if it wasn't Jabba here, I would be shocked that they he would say, "Okay, this is for fifty. Like he might save some money by getting somebody else. So I don't know. My but my my thing with uh, any Star Wars or Star Trek or any of these things are. What do you even need money for? Like, what do you? What's your motivation? You fix your ships. They're just fixing a ship. That's but, what he ends up saying. Like, I'm going to do buying that. food. Like, you don't. You don't have any. I don't know. It's weird to me. You never see them do anything that no. they would usually spend money on. I, I get the idea. It's just repair ship and retire and stop doing. You're not. But they never do. <laughs> they never stop. No. It's always one last job. Uh, but the Millennium Falcon, that bucket of bolts, you, you need some credits. They never buy a new ship or anything. It's always just repairing the same. You find out that the Millennium Falcon to be repaired, it's like you need a, a million credits to do it. And you just just shove it off. And in your mind, is a million credits basically a million dollars? 
I just go with it. But, you know, I don't know. It might be like, oh, it's like the 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 rate of the lira where you hear like, <laughs> oh, my God, I got, we find out it's like seven dollars and twenty five cents. But yet, who knows? Because the rate of exchange and stuff and what is the what's the cost of living? For a smuggler sure like Han Solo, right? Well, what do yeah. they do? What does he like to do? Like, really, if you sat there and said, what are Han Solo's hobbies? Fixing the Millennium Falcon? Yelling at Chewie? You know, wooing the ladies? I don't know. Uh, you know, wearing vests. Yeah. Like those vests. <laughs> Wears the same outfit every day, so, you know. So there you go. You don't have to <laughs> you spend a lot of money on that. He doesn't have a lot of decisions. Uh, but, yeah, they go there, and they're going for this graves. This guy who has the urn. It's in his master bedroom in his penthouse apartment. It ends up where Han looks and says, hey, we're going to have to break. It's such a crazy deal. We're going to have to break in to see what we're going to, the safe. You know, let let me break in, look at the safe. Then I'll give, come back. We'll figure out the plan. We'll break in again. Greedo's like, we're going to break in twice. He's like, yeah, yeah. But then I like the play. Mark Guggenheim writes Han in this like that. Just smooth guy who goes with the flow. It's really good Han Solo where he does not need a plan because he's confident that the plan will just present itself to him. He figures it out as he goes. Yeah, that's just what he does. And he plays that out really well. Greedo doesn't like it. I'm sure in my mind, Chewbacca probably drives him nuts, too. But it's always worked for them. So he does say, hey, you know, even when he's like, hey, I'm thinking of something to do and we'll do this. He's just hanging. And so he does use the binoculars. He gets them from Chewie and, and looks and sees that this guy has left the the building. And so his big play is just to bump into this guy and grab his key card and go back to is the, that, the apartment. Is that the guy though, or is that like his assistant, or is that actually him? No, he says I'm you know Mr. Graves. So that that must be him, I, I guess. So he goes and says. Hey, I got to go up and really counting on the idea. And I like the look of that doorman. Oh, he's the greatest. I think he's the gem of this issue. This yeah, guy. I think he's really cool. And this guy, again, I wish that you actually had codes and this guy could say, well, these are old codes. But they check out just to, just to make me giggle. But this guy does <laughs> say like, what? Like, that seems weird. What Han plays with here, I think subtly, is the idea that he's counting on a guy with that much power being a real jerk. Like a real, like if you mess up, this guy gets mad because he says, oh, well, you know, I'll go back with Mr. Graves. You know, if he's he's going to be mad that he didn't get that thing that he wanted <laughs> that I'm here to get. And, uh, you know, you'll be the one. I'll just tell him that you say, oh, no, 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 just go. And I'm like, OK. And it's it's cool because the idea that Han and the way he looks, I mean, he looks like a nerf herder, they say. Uh, he wouldn't just be able to, hey, I'm here to do this. They've never seen him. He has to do something. He must so, be pretty scary if the doorman's scared of him. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I mean, I really. Mean, and this this guy has the – I mean, I'm telling you, the coolest character design ever. His eyeballs or his glass tubes coming out of his eyes and going back to the back yeah, of his – Yeah, going back that makes it, like, glow, like, really cool with it. But he's got the nice hat and the jacket. Yeah, he's got the formal uh, doorman outfit, elevator man. It's really yeah. cool. So – Han just goes in. I thought that this was going to be one of those where somebody else is there, whatnot, but no, he, he looks. And this isn't, again, this is a big to-do guy. He ends up being uh, the head of a engineering firm that Han's dad used to work for as well. They mentioned that. Han's dad used to make ships and stuff with this firm. So he ends up going in and, yeah, this guy has a pretty much a safe that you can't just crack this safe. Top this of the is line. Huge. It's, it's the best. Of the best. They even mention when Han 
Greedo and Chewie are there drinking now at this cantina. The idea that, yeah, we're going to need like something like a huge blast or something that's even bigger than the room it's in to even do something, obviously. Han's saying this. And I like that Greedo's like, well, we're not really going to be able to get that. <laughs> Han's just saying, like, we're going to have to do something really big, uh, Greedo. But uh, they end up trying to figure out a plan. And the weird part about this is then is that why do you ever think that Greedo and Chewie are going off to hang together? Because Han's talking and you have to get them out for the next scene to work, I guess. And so Chewie and Greedo just bail like, hey, you keep drinking. I'm going to go off here. I'm going to do this. And Han gets bumped into. Now, this is the thing that gets me here. The only time in this issue that we had a big bump with a big giant you know, word deal with it with the, is when Han was trying to get something from Graves, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this guy comes and does that same really yeah, over he's doing the, the same bump. thing. What what did he steal from Han here? Because is it just maybe the card again, or is it something else? Because I really think that this guy has lifted something from Han. Number one, then he just starts talking, and they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" It's this old guy. He works for this company, CEC. That Graves owns and his dad used to work for. This is a setup. And they're just talking. Hey, you drinking? What's the occasion, Han? He's bored because Chewie bailed with his new best friend, Greedo. And so he's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this and I, I'm back. I have some nostalgia for my dad again. I think that that was kind of Mark Guggenheim because the big thing with Star Wars, nostalgia is kind of a, you know, loaded word anymore. So I thought that was kind of funny. But He's there. He didn't like his dad, but he's like, yeah, back on Corelli. I'm kind of thinking, oh, man, you want to have a drink? He's going to have a drink with this old guy. Then we go off to a place where I this threw me at first. Mm-hmm. Because then we just go off to Club Silhouette on the Hosnian Prime. And you end up having this robot sheriff, you know, bounty hunter type sheriff, Marshal Buck Vankto. And pretty cool idea of almost like a steampunk, like, you know, something from back in the day like deal with the sheriff that's a robot and he's looking yeah. for some guys and then ends up bringing this guy down and it, it felt weird at first like what is going on here but then we see that it's just to show us this guy's capable and he's now after han so you have another person at least going after han it's a nice it's brief cool. introduction to him yeah it's cool and and again it's setting up it's it doesn't feel overcrowded this issue because it's just setting up things oh that'll be cool that'll end up and you just keep going with this heist going on that han's doing and there's going to be all these you know monkey wrenches in there and i thought that was pretty cool uh overall and then we go back to han then after we see that he's now wanted and he he would be wanted he's wanted for heists and jobs on dozens he's just of smashed up that casino ship so and you see I mean, that heist smuggling mm-hmm. you name it here's a holo of him his name is han han solo he's, he's like the cops right. after him yeah so the cops are now after him and it's just like i'm telling you it's like an old west robot sheriff which i thought was really cool i i like that that kind of tickles my fancy it does but <laughs> you end up going back to the bar and han's talking him and this guy you know older guy telling hey you know what's up hey my name's han hey what's going on this is to my pops hey what was your dad's name what was the shipbuilder's name oh him he was called oven oh my god that can't be and now this guy says han that's my name by the stars i don't believe it i found my son and hugs Han, and Han's like, what the hell? But again, I don't, and we've talked about this before, how you know, how many people are named Han on Corellia? I know there'd be a lot, but that would be something like, 
this seems like a setup. This seems Absolutely. like it's that guy from before. I really do think that this is just going to be this Corbus. And if it isn't, maybe we'll have a deal where his dad might not be on the up and up, or maybe his dad will save him. Maybe at the end, you know, he'll be able to have a, a little bit of relationship, but his dad's not living after this. If this is actually his dad, you know that he's getting killed. And if it is actually on the up and up fully, he's saving Han. And maybe you'll get the idea of, you know, you think he might be dead, but he can survive. But I think it's a dupe. I, I don't trust this guy at all. Maybe there's other people who would be more in the know and say full out. Oh, my God, it is him. But I think that Mark Guggenheim's playing this up this way. He's playing it up that we want to, you know, figure out if we if this is up on the up and up. So I, we got to see how it goes. Yeah, but I mean, I it's going like to be this. some shenanigans, I'm yeah, sure. I, I like this. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. And, and again, that's all it's for. This is a flashback deal because we can't get any Han in the current books because he's frozen in carbonite. And this is kind of what I needed. The idea of having just a really fun type deal. We'll figure out some things. This could end up where Han and Chewie, they end up messing up. And and usually in these sort of things, when they mess up, it's that they end up doing the good thing instead of fulfilling their job. But that's not going to go well with Jabba and, and adds to the idea of how much money goes Jabba, mm-hmm. why Jabba's already after him and stuff, uh, you know, even New Hope stuff and whatnot. So I, I like that. I, I think that that's pretty cool. And the, the voices of Han and, you know, Chewie, I mean, Chewie's just going, but I think that they're right on. I think they're yeah. spot on. This is a really good Han and the art's great. So what would you give it? I think I'll go nine on this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm going nine out of ten. I really yeah. do like it. I think it's exciting. And it's one of those where you just smile and, and have some fun. It's not anything that I think is going to, you know, blow your mind. But if you're reading comics to have fun, this is definitely one of those things. And hopefully it continues through this mini series so that it is something later. You're like, oh, you should read that, you know, Hans Solo and Chewbacca book. It's really fun and, and has some deal with it. So and it gives us Han, like I said. So I liked it. I mm-hmm. think that it was pretty good. One of the better issues that we've read in all the star wars stuff in quite some time i think because the idea a lot of them are just they're they're caught up in their thing and you know you had the war of the bounty hunters i think this serves well so with all that i hope everybody enjoyed listening to our nonsense go over to the twitter <laughs> at ws marvel comics follow us we'll follow you back you can let us know what you thought of Han Solo and Chewbacca, go over to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, go to our Instagram, weirdsciencecomic, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com, slash weirdscience, where this episode goes up early access, so you get that early, and also a bunch of other Marvel and DC and manga, indie, all that stuff all rolled up into one. But that is it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining me, Matt. Yep. And we will talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.